Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to be talking about one of the biggest talking points in FPL this week, which is of course what to do with Arsenal defender Gabriel. He was in lots of teams ahead of the game week one deadline, but of course in those final few minutes before that deadline passed, it emerged that he perhaps might not be in the starting 11 in the game against Nottingham Forest, which is exactly what came to pass. And of course he came on for that dreaded one point cameo for those of us who still had him in there teams blocking many first subs that have done particularly well in my team of course lost out on nine points from Joachim Anderson so I'm certainly aware this is a big talking point ahead of the game week two deadline there's lots of people out there wondering what to do with Gabriel and that's what the focus of this video is going to be we're going to look at whether or not you should sell him whether or not you can afford to keep him on your bench for another week but if you are set on selling him we're going to have a look at some replacements as well now, before we jump into that, this is an ample opportunity for me to remind you guys that we have extended our preseason prices on the Fantasy Football Scout membership, which can help you save up to 30%. And so it's not too late at all for you to sign up ahead of game week two. A lot of the information that we're going to have in this video comes from the members area. So if you want access to that information in a higher level of detail with a greater level of act interactivity, and of course, without having to rely on me passing it on to you, then Fantasy Football Scout membership is massively going to help you. But yes, yeah, so we promised to talk about about what specifically to do with Gabriel. Now, this video, of course, is about Gabriel replacements because I know that many of you are looking to sell him. The price changes, of course, are giving many of you itchy fingers because he hasn't fallen in price yet. Uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday morning. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Thursday or Friday, that may have changed. But certainly, there is a little bit of panic factor here. You may want to move quickly to avoid losing some value. And there's definitely 
definitely some merit to that. Um, before I get into the replacements, I do just want to make a case for rolling that sub for game week two, especially if you've got a bench that you feel can help you get through game week two without having to make a transfer. Because if you can go into game week three with two free transfers, that gives you the opportunity to actually do slightly more surgery to make this change. Uh, and of course, if you make three changes for a minus four, you can also uh, do the mini wild card as well, which can help you jump onto those fixture swings for Chelsea and Spurs. So don't be afraid of holding Gabriel. That's probably what I'm going to do. I've got a team reveal video coming later today to help uh, you understand that in a little bit more detail for my team. Hopefully that's useful for your team as well. But as I said, before we get on to the best replacements for Gabriel, if you're set on selling him, I just want to make sure that you consider keeping him for one more week just to give your team that little bit uh, a higher level of flexibility for uh, the coming game weeks. But yes, let's have a look at players who we feel are the best replacements for Gabriel if you are set on selling him. And so what I've done is I've had a look at the season ticker to see which teams have the best fixtures over the next six game weeks. Now, you will have seen a lot of this season ticker in the preseason to help us identify who's got good fixtures over the first six. But with game week one out of the way, of course, it does start to fluctuate because you take that game week one fixture out of the ticker and then we're sticking in game week seven. Uh, and uh, the not too much change, but what we have seen is Arsenal have slightly dropped uh, on the season ticker because, of course, a home game against Nottingham Forest is one of the easiest games from a defensive perspective and that's why I've got it sorted uh, by by the way just for the benefit of the podcast listeners here you can sort the season ticker in the members area either by overall which takes uh, sort of an average if you will of attack and defense you can just have a look at specifically teams that have uh, good fixtures from an attacking perspective and specifically teams from a good defensive perspective and of course looking for a Gabriel replacement that's what I've got selected here and so the top four teams on the season ticker over the next six for attacking but for defensive potential I should say is Chelsea Man City Arsenal and Brentford with Everton and Liverpool completing uh, the so-called top six there. Uh, and what I've also got on the screen uh, is teams that have done relatively well from a defensive perspective in game week one. Now it is a small sample size, so please don't read too much into this, but we can already uh, have a look at a few emerging trends, you could say, especially when we think about what some of these teams did last season. Uh, and what I usually try and do when I'm looking for a new defender is I look at the season ticker to see who's got the best fixtures. And then I also go to the defensive section of the Fantasy Football Scout members area to see which teams have been defending well, by which we mean conceded relatively few shots in the box, relatively few big chances, perhaps also a low expected goals conceded score as well, and try and marry those up together. Crystal Palace at the moment, uh, Manchester City, and interestingly enough, Nottingham Forest are the three teams that have yet to concede a big chance in the Premier League this season, which of course is very interesting, just as a side point uh, in terms of Arsenal attack. They beat Nottingham Forest without creating a single big chance, which is very interesting and perhaps useful to know when we think about whether or not we're going to start Matt Turner in game week two. As I said, more on that later in my team reveal. But um, at the moment, what we can see so far is that of the teams that have good fixtures, it is Man City that so far have defended the best uh, because all those other teams on the screen there aren't necessarily doing so well uh, in the fixtures area. But in terms of uh, who we're going to replace Gabriel with, I've picked out um, three different teams uh, that are kind of being talked about in that replacement uh, category and then a couple of other uh, also rands at the end that don't necessarily have the fixtures. So we're going to start this from a fixture perspective. So we're actually going to start with Probably the most common transfer this week people are thinking about is Gabriel to Saliba because that's a like for like. If you were invested in the Arsenal defence at the start of the season, you know you, are, you arguably think that they're still worth investing in. So it's a simple sideways swap. I can understand that completely. Although I'm actually going to provide a little bit of a devil's advocate here, uh, and hopefully I'm not going to sound like someone who is going, "I told you so" or, or whatever. But 
For most of the preseason, I was not really that interested in the Arsenal defence because I felt like they weren't as productive towards the back end of last season as we perhaps wanted them to be. Uh, and um, it was only, I think, Friday morning, late Thursday, can't remember, before the game with one deadline that I chucked Gabriel in my team because I was just, I had a spot and I was like, okay, look, if the Arsenal defence does improve this season and everybody else has got something here, it's going to hurt me, so I'll, I'll go for it. And so then them not keeping a clean sheet against Nottingham Forest was quite a useful confirmation for me because it just reminded me some of the reasons why I don't trust this Arsenal defence. And so we're just going to jump back a little bit to uh, the way they finished last season and then we're also going to look at who they're playing in game week two, which is Crystal Palace. And so if you're making a straight swap from Gabriel to Saliba, I guess the question is, why are you making that swap? Do you feel like game week two is the right time to bring in an Arsenal defender? Well, I think the answer to that is no, arguably. And so we go back to how Arsenal finished the season. In their final 12 matches of last season, just three clean sheets. They were away uh, at Fulham, uh, then away at Newcastle, uh, and then they also uh, kept final, a clean sheet on the final day of the season at home to Wolves. So in that period, only one clean sheet at home, two of them away, three from a possible 12 you know if you take the Fulham game out of the equation it's two from their last 11 and of course when you add on the Forest game as well still another game without a clean sheet in the Premier League let's compare that with uh, Crystal Palace their opponents in game week two of course at home as well um, the way they finished last season they were full of goals they averaged 1.8 goals per game in their final uh, 10 matches of the season they only failed to score on three of those occasions and so it kind of feels like Crystal Palace are a team that can score against Arsenal this week. Uh, and in terms of whether or not we feel that Saliba can mitigate against that with some attacking returns, it's very, very difficult to be too confident on that one. Just because of what we saw in the Forest game, yes, he did get an assist. But do we feel that him getting an assist is a sustainable output? Well, not really. His expected goals involvement for the game was 0.03 because he had no shots and he created one chance in the game, uh, which actually wasn't uh, what contributed to uh, his him's getting an assist so it's very hard to argue that Saliba is going to have a sustainable attacking output and so for that reason um, I don't think game week two is the right time to sign an Arsenal defender because you're not I don't think going to get an immediate return there because I think Palace will score uh, and it's very hard to argue that Saliba is necessarily going to get attacking returns their fixtures beyond that are kind of okay let's go back to the season ticker for Arsenal um, Fulham at home uh, and then they've also got Everton away and Bournemouth away which could be useful in a rotation but do you want to be rotating a 5 million defender it's kind of hard to get too excited about that and of course game week 4 against Man United game week 6 against Spurs they're two teams that we feel can score against Arsenal as well so I think it's very difficult to make a case for Gabriel to Saliba for game week 2 now we talked about Chelsea, their top of the season ticker I think that Ben Chilwell is probably your best bet if you want a replacement defender right now based on what we saw in the Liverpool game. Now, what we've got on the screen uh, is uh, defenders sorted by penalty box touches from game week one, and it very much confirms to us what we saw in that game, which was lots of times in the game where Chilwell was in a very advanced position. He, of course, got himself got himself an assist. He was a VAR decision away from getting a goal as well. Four penalty box touches in that game, uh, and only Estupinan and Dawson of Wolves had more touches in the box among defenders in game week one. And of course, when you look at the season ticker as well, West Ham away, Luton at home, Forest at home, Bournemouth away, Villa at home and Fulham away. 
some very nice fixtures in there. There's going to be a lot of attention on Chilworth for game week three. Um, and so getting in there one week early by getting in for the West Ham game could potentially help you out there, save a little bit of money based on the expected price rises going into game week three. Now, you could say that game week three is the better time to get on Chilwell if you're rolling that transfer as well. So I still want to keep people remembering that rolling the transfer is not necessarily the worst decision here because, of course, Chilwell is that bit more expensive than Gabriel. You might need a little bit of surgery uh, to, uh, to to make that move, uh, to be honest. And so game week three could be a better time. But every team is different. If you feel like you can get to Gabriel in just one move uh, because you've got some money in the bank that you left over, Maybe this is the way to go. Alternatively, if you're really set on a hit, this isn't too painful. Uh, and as I said, I think that this this is a guy who is going to help you get some uh, return on that investment for a couple of reasons. Uh, the fact that Chelsea um, managed to actually largely contain Liverpool for some spells uh, is encouraging. Bearing in mind that's going to be one of their hardest games of the season when they go up against West Ham, Luton, Forest. Bournemouth, we can see clean sheets there. But also, even if they don't keep clean sheets here, um, Chilwell offers a greater chance over Saliba and indeed Gabriel, to be honest, in mitigating against losing that clean sheet because, of course, seven points against Liverpool without keeping a clean sheet from an assist. And if he timed his run a little bit better or the pass had come a little bit sooner, could have been looking at a double-digit haul uh, against a top team like Liverpool. So Chilwell was certainly an exciting option. Man City, of course, are also doing quite well on the season ticker as well. Newcastle at home, Sheffield United away, Fulham at home, West Ham away, Forest at home, Wolves away. And so I don't think this is a particularly terrible place to invest um, in a Gabriel replacement. But in what is proving to be a recurring theme here, I do think game week three is the best time to switch to a Man City defender if that's how you're going to get rid of Gabriel. And that's even if we see Gabriel leaving the club potentially uh, in the next couple of days because as I said if your bench is good enough I still think that's the way uh, to do it um, because game week two I don't really want to sign a Man City defender for game week two because Newcastle look like in fantastic attacking form and I'd be a bit nervous about um, putting any um, anything out there that suggested that I think Man City uh, are likely to keep a clean sheet here because Newcastle I think will cause them a lot of problems I think that they're going uh, to put Man City in a situation where they're not able uh, to press them as much as, as they want to. I think Newcastle can, can potentially beat that. But also, Newcastle are very, very good um, at clearly uh, exposing a high defensive line. They did that against Aston Villa. And so Man City's defensive positioning in this game is going to be really interesting to see. They like to play a high line and force the issue with possession football. But in the occasions when Newcastle can get behind that, I think that they're going to score goals because you don't actually have to create that many chances against City to score goals. It's just that, of course, they defend by limiting how often you can create a chance. Uh, and then, of course, use that to score more goals. That's kind of how they win games. So I think Newcastle are going to score here. So do I want to sign a City defender for game week two? Absolutely not. But do I want to sign a Man City defender for game week three when they're aware of Sheffield United, whose uh, XG in game week one was the second lowest of the entire Premier League? Absolutely, I'd be interested in that. And so maybe that's the time to do it. Fulham at home is another nice one. West Ham away potentially as well. Forest at home, Wolves away. Really nice fixtures for City. How you do that, again, I think you have to wait and see here because uh, when we look at the Man City defenders that started against Burnley, there's not too much to get excited here in terms of uh, attacking involvement. I think that the likes of Laporte, Walker, Akanji, Lewis and Gvardiol, when they do play games, are probably just going to be six-point merchants, potentially five-point merchants if they're getting booked for time-wasting. Um, Ake came out of this game with an expected goal involvement of 0.32, so maybe there's a little bit more to get excited about there. But... 
really, we also have to think about um, the Pep Roulette. And of course, uh, Cavardio coming into the club does make it harder uh, for us to uh, be as confident with some of these guys they are going to start. I think the big man himself on the screen right now, John Stones, is probably the best way to invest still. But we just have to wait and see because, of course, we have to see how fit he is. He missed game week one uh, for a bit of a knock. So I think if you're, go if you're thinking about Gabriel to Stones, wait for game week three. Another reason, of course, is he's 5.5 .5 and you might need to do surgery to get a 5 million defender up to a 5. 5.5. Now I promised to talk about a few uh, others and these are actually slightly more affordable um, but uh, we'll start with uh, Stupinan who actually has recently risen in price to 5.1 so you might already be in a situation where you're going to struggle there. Now he's not a fixture pick, he's a form pick. Um, you will see on the season ticker that, he's, that his team Brighton are not in the top, um, uh, top six uh, for uh, defensive potential but what we saw from a Stupinan against Luton does suggest that he's a sort of player who can mitigate against losing his clean sheet and indeed even getting booked because he came out of this game with seven points from an assist and some bonus as well. Uh, because the way that he plays is just incredible. So uh, what you'll see on the screen uh, is how many chances he created uh, in game week one. Uh, this uh, table actually, I think, comes from, from Saturday night. So um, it doesn't take into account what people did on Sunday. But um, in terms of what was achieved on Sunday and then Monday, Estupinan has finished game week one as the joint second highest for chances created. Two of them were big. He had two shots uh, on target. Uh, two shots in the box is also the joint most of any defender after game week one. Uh, he was also in the top three for recoveries and net tackles he was joint second for baseline bonus for pass completion joint second in this game for dribbles as well um, so those stats are specifically for the looting game which meant that he um, outperformed some of his colleagues like Pedro who lost 13 BPS for being offside for uh, having uh, shots off target uh, minus three for big chances missed minus seven for being tackled minus one for fouls conceded March and Matoma lost nine and seven BPS respectively for sort of similar issues you know being attacker and losing the ball or having shots off target and so it does mean a Stupinan is well placed to score bonus uh, even compared to his attacking colleagues in games where they've got attacking returns um, and so it means that even if they've not got necessarily the nicest fixtures from a defensive perspective he seems like a bit of an auto start uh, for most of the time I was thinking about maybe selling him for game game week four when their fixtures get worse but well, it's only, it was only Luton, to be fair, so we need to see whether or not he can keep this up against other clubs. But he looks like someone you can just start and leave there, and he'll he'll get you something. He's got a very um, decent floor um, and has a decent ceiling as well. One other person I also want to briefly mention is Henry at Brentford. He created three chances in game week one, which is uh, not bad uh, against a Spurs side um, that's uh, looking quite good under their new manager. Two of those were big as well, which puts him in the joint top three for big chances created in game week one uh, and. Of course, looking at that season ticker as well, uh, they are the fourth best for defensive potential over the next couple of weeks. Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home, Bournemouth at home. Tricky one away at Newcastle, but then they're at home against Everton and away against Forest. Uh, very attacking player there, quite often uh, in advanced positions. And actually, it's probably one of the easiest players to get to from Gabriel if you are set on selling him this week, because of course you can just drop down uh, to a 0.5 uh, defender. And of course, that is the advantage of selling someone at 5 million. Uh, you can, uh, if you can find a good 4.5 million defender, and it does look as if Rico Henry uh, is going to be someone who can do that for you uh, this season. Well, as I said, a lot of this information's come from the members area, so one last opportunity for me to remind you to sign up ahead of game week two. It's not too late at all. You can still save 30% on those preseason prices, and it's massively going to help your decision making for the rest uh, of the season. But with that, I will leave you fine, folks, to the rest of your transfer planning, and I will see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.